Hi, it's Damien Christoph here. Are you ready to take your life to the most incredible level possible in 2016? Well, we've had three sold out wellness summits these last few years, but honestly, nothing comes close to the wellness breakthrough and we have just three spots remaining. Your favorite wellness couch experts, the wellness guys, Karen Smith, Kim Morrison, Quirky Cookings, Joe Witten, Marcus Pierce, and of course, Carl Brock are gathering in the Dandenong Ranges for three days and two nights for one incredible event. If you want possibly the greatest peer group in health and wellness to help you catapult your life to the next level, then we'd love to see you at the Wellness Breakthrough from February 5th to the 7th. But again, there's only three spots available. Entry to the breakthrough is by application only, and to apply, simply email your contact details to marcus at thewellnesscouch.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. Welcome to Wellness Women Radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health, work, and play. Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life. Happy holidays to our wonderful listeners and welcome back to another episode of Wellness Women Radio. I'm Andrea. And I'm Ashley. And we are coming to you after Christmas, uh, after that that post-Christmas rush. And we hope we all had wonderful time with your family. We hope you got lots of quality time. We hope there wasn't too much drama at home. Uh, And this week, this episode is all relevant to that interaction that you have with all of your loved ones. Because as, you know, wellness women and in the forefront of, you know, health as we are, part of that healthy balance that we must have is healthy relationships and a healthy emotional state. So what a great time of year to touch on that this week, because anything that's going to be amplified within your relationships or in your family is going to come to the forefront at this time of year. So this week, we're actually talking about your value systems and your own love language. And this was uh, originally put out in the 90s by Gary Chapman, who wrote the book, The Five Love Languages. And he was a psychologist, a family psychologist and, and marriage counselor for years and years and years. And he compiled mentalized the way people respond to you know love and acts of love in different ways and so he subcategorized that into five different things and the importance of this is this will help you to have that meaningful fulfilling communication with your loved ones this doesn't just mean with your significant other with your partner with your spouse but with your children with your girlfriends with your work colleagues as well and what a great way to set off the new year really truly understanding what it is you value the most and how you feel most loved when people communicate with you in a certain way and how best to then communicate with others within their own value system. And we just think that this, you know, four letter word is really the most important word in the human language. You know, love is something that is probably the one of the most used words, you know, on a day to day basis. Um, and yet it can be the most confusing in so many different ways. I mean, uh, just think about what you do in a day or conversations you have. I mean, Andrea, I absolutely love the beach. Oh, yeah, me too. And I love my dog and... I love backyard barbecues. (laughs) Yep, beautiful. And I love chocolate. (laughs) Of course, I love chocolate too. And I absolutely love, you know, the warm breeze on a summer day and I love the blue sky and I love the sound of bees. 
And I also love my husband. It's so multi-layered and that vibration of love is actually, you know, one of the most powerful forces in the universe. And if anyone's seen any of uh, the Emoto's uh, messages in water, the, the beautiful crystals that, that come out of water patterns determined by the word or the intention or the vibration of something that's committed to that love is and gratitude are actually the highest vibrations that we can experience so this is so important yeah and we're we're going to talk about how to amplify that experience because by understanding yourself and understanding the people around you and and communicating correctly in these five love languages um in my personal life, you know, incredible shift when I learned about this so many years ago. And I still, you know, try and check in regularly about, you know, oh, is that their love language? Try and listen in for the cues, learn a little bit more about each person so that I can engage and interact, particularly with my clients. You know, I really love the differences you notice. Some people, you know, love a big warm hug and that will just make their day. Other people do, you know, you go to hug them and you feel them stiffen. <laughs> and there's Andrea sort of, oh, we had a laugh before. Is oh yeah, they give you that awkward like T-Rex tap on, yeah, the, yeah. on the sides. They and keep the, their arms close to their yeah, sides. And they sort of pat you on the back and like hoping to goodness you're going to let go soon. <laughs> And you can feel them. And clearly, you know, giving them a big hug is not their love language. So you need to find another way to make them feel valued and honored and appreciated and loved for who they are. And being perceptive enough to take those cues and understand that is really honoring where they're coming from. And mm. how important is that with your relationship with your clients or your patients as well? Because then you can actually communicate with them effectively so that they can make the most amount of change. I do this uh, within our practice as well. Every one of our team members was all asked if figure out what their individual love language was and there's a process to doing that uh, so that we could then if we have constructive criticism if we have you know something great that they've done to be able to recognize that within their value system because it certainly is the highest way of honoring the way that they receive love or appreciation uh, and to communicate them within that value system. Yeah, so beautiful wellness women out there. You don't have to have a master's degree in psychology or health or anything to understand this stuff. Today we're going to go through each one of these five love languages and help you understand, you know, your own love language. Also then understand what these five love languages are and have a look at the relationships around you and see if you can also figure out and a few little tricks and, and ways to figure out how to appreciate the other person's love language and some of the little things you can do to really enhance your marriage, your relationship, your friendship, you know, your mother, father, daughter connections. Um, these are just so powerful. They're timeless. They're not going to change anytime soon because as soon as they came out, it was just such a no brainer. It was an incredible observation that, um, you know, Gary Chapman made and we're so excited that we could be able to present this today so that we can share with you hopefully something if you don't know about it. Now is the time you're never, ever, ever going to forget this episode and you're not going to forget these, uh, these recommendations we make. So I guess Look, most people like to show love in their own language. And we say this in a way that if you're trying to work out what your love language is, it's usually the way you express love to others. So if you like to wrap up little gifts with sweet little notes, that's probably something that if someone's to give that back to you, that really hits you in the love strings. And, um, you know, I always, I like to sort of say, um, you know, fill up your love bucket. You know, if you had a bucket and you had to fill it up all full of love, you know, you want it to be up to the top and overflowing. And um, to add, you know, things into your love bucket, it's got to be things that honor you, you and what you enjoy getting and receiving but also what you give as well. 
So you, what you've just described there is one of the love languages, and that is receiving gifts. And the other four are words of affirmation, physical touch, quality time, and acts of service. And then, you know, again, number five, receiving gifts. Uh, so you could be one of those or a combination of maybe one or two of those. And if you're unlucky, your partner might be the exact opposite of those. And that's okay, because you might have a few aha moments here and realize why maybe some of the things that you've been doing in the relationship have uh, gone a little awry and they haven't received your intention as well as what it was uh, intended for. Or you failed to get appreciation for it and you thought, well, what the heck is wrong with you? I've given you my best. I've given you everything. Um, And this is also for those people who you know, maybe don't know about these love languages, but just had this feeling that you don't feel loved, mm. you know, whether it be even in a family relationship, you know, particularly you see this often with parents and children, um, child wants to go, you know, kick a football around, but dad's like, can't mate, I'm off to work. I've got to go. I've got to go to work. So dad's love languages honoring through acts of service. He's trying to bring in the money to make the family function as well as it can to be able to buy the things the child needs to grow a happy, healthy life. And yet that child's love language is what would you guess? Quality time. Quality time. Yeah. Absolutely. And so that disconnect, then that child goes away thinking my dad doesn't love me. He doesn't want to play catch or throw with me. He doesn't want to kick a ball with me. Um, You know, and just, and this for a lot of people suddenly becomes the aha moment that, oh my goodness, all of those reflections you've had on the people that really tried to care and love you, but you didn't feel appreciated or loved by them. Hopefully this episode will just shake some of those old, I would say get the ghosts out of the closet, you know, just dust out those things that might've been holding you back in your own life because you then start to see from different angles and different eyes and it's a really gentle way to acknowledge some of these things as well I want you to all think about uh, go back to when you were in that honeymoon you know blissed out period with a new partner and in that space most of us are committing to all of the love languages at once right? So we want to shower them with gifts. We absolutely want that physical touch. We can't keep our hands off each other. Um, The quality time is a breeze because you're in that infatuation period. All you want to do is spend time with them. You are gushing over them. You're telling them how much they mean to you. Um, You're writing love letters, texting all these, you know, emojis with hearts and kisses and all sorts of things. You know, go out of your way to do those acts of service. You'll be thinking of them all day long, thinking, how can I make their life easier? What little things can I do? How can I let them know that I love them so much? And then over time, when we get past that infatuation period, we get into the real world stuff, then what we value becomes you know, higher to the forefront. And it might not be that we can give them as much quality time as what we could initially, but if their love language is quality time and that starts to deplete, that's when the cracks start to show. That's why you're falling out of that, you know, quote unquote honeymoon period, because you can't devote as much of that and you may not recognize that as well. So you'll put it down to, oh, you know, honeymoon's over, (laughs) but it doesn't have to be. Yeah. And so by going through these today, you know, you're going to enhance your communication. You're going to enhance your effectiveness, you know, of communication with your partners and, you know, work out your own love language so that you now receive more of what you want, um, to be able to get that, that for you. 
Right. So for us to determine these things, so there's some really great questions. As she asked one before, how do I express love to others the most? Do you know what your love languages are or how do you go about expressing that innately to other people? Yeah, certainly. I think um, for me personally, I know that I'm very borderline on two, you know, quality time is one of my biggest ones. Mm -hmm. Um, but also I think from the other side of things is physical touch. Mm -hmm. So someone withdraws physical touch or contact from me. Um, I see that as a a failing in that relationship. I see things as going wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, I straight away go, well, that's not for me. It's usually the result of why things have broken down in the past. Um, so someone who is comfortable to throw an arm around their shoulder, you know, my shoulder or, you know, happy to share. It sounds so strange, but for me, even just something like passing a spoon across the table, I'll try this. That's almost like an intimacy because it's broken that boundary of saying, I'm not scared of you and I I don't reject any of you. Um, so it's really interesting. Just even a girlfriend's passing a fork across the table, try this is such an intimate interaction, even though it's not that way. It's just simply saying, I I accept you for everything you are. And that is really high on my love languages. How about yours? Have you picked up anything that you experienced? I'm definitely words of affirmation and I'm very conscious and very careful with the language and the and the words that I use uh, with everybody and I would never ever speak poorly to somebody because I know for me that would cut me (laughs) quite deeply and the people who usually have this words of affirmation love language the negative retorts will stick in their head and they'll replay them like you know episodes in the head over and over and over again yeah, so um, the, 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 the deja vu moment, they keep going, oh, she's already said that before, oh, she doesn't like me, she's, or she said she doesn't like yeah. me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's very prevalent for me to understand why certain other relationships haven't worked out because if people don't understand this about me and they're very careless with their words – it is quite an assault on my system to hear those things. Yeah, it, um, it strikes your soul, doesn't yeah, it? It yeah, cuts right absolutely. to the heart of you. Um, so mine's words of affirmation and receiving gifts as well. And uh, receiving gifts is not about the monetary value of it. It's not about being materialistic or materialism because I am certainly not, wouldn't put myself in that realm, but it's the, the act of thinking deeply about something that I would love. Um, going through the process of acquiring that or making it or whatever it is and then gifting it to me in a way to say I really thought about you in this moment that's what it is for me yeah and listeners did you just notice there that you know Andrew and I have got a great friendship but that our love languages are not the same at all like we don't cross over on either <laughs> yeah, of those two yeah. so yeah. in order for us to maintain our friendship I have to have listened to what Andrew just said you know I have to know something about her that lets her feel valued by me and she also knows that about me and this is how you use this in your day-to-day life and interactions mm. you know this is how you make your friendships and your relationships that much stronger I mean another really great way if you say well I've oh, got great okay, girls, that's really nice, but I still don't get it. Like, I don't know what my love language is. Um, what do you complain about the most? Yeah. Yeah. So are you always at someone about, um, oh, you know, I always put so much effort into the way I look, into the way I dress. They never comment on it. Yeah. No one, you know, he never tells me I look amazing. Yeah. And I've just bought a $400 dress and he was just like, oh yeah, that's nice. It took me two hours to get ready. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, I put all this effort in this project and all I got was a great job. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty good sign that maybe words of affirmation. Yeah. Cause you felt of your love language. Yeah. You felt disappointed that even though they acknowledged you, what you really might've wanted to hear in that situation is, wow, really appreciate all the effort you put into that. 
it's an amazing project. It looks fantastic. Well done. Yeah. Such a different energy feel for the person who needs affirmation compared to great job. So again, you know, what do you complain about the most? You know, does someone um, not give you flowers and you think, oh God, he never gives me flowers. Or, oh, always miss our anniversary. Um, yeah. Forgetting special dates. It doesn't know. do Valentine's Day. It doesn't do Christmas, you know? Yeah. Those and sorts of things. If, if receiving gifts is high on your love languages, then that's not going to fly. <laughs> no. Or the person who comes home, he's always sitting on the couch. He never gets off when I, and I'm washing the dishes and God, I've, you know, done the dishes. I've, I've vacuumed the house. I've cleaned the toilet. I've done all these things. And he's just doesn't even notice. Wouldn't, couldn't care less. And if that's what you're complaining about, clearly the thing that you need most from that person in your life is a re- reciprocated act of service. Mm-hmm. You know, you need them to get up off their bum and do something, not because they like doing it, because they love you enough to do it for you. Yeah. And again, it could be something as simple uh, as you're sitting down on the couch and, oh, they never come and sit next to me. Or, you know, if we're just having a few moments together, he will never, you know, hold my hand. Or if we're out in public, um, he won't ever hold my hand. He won't put his arm around me. You know, those sorts of things are a good indication that maybe physical touch is very high up on your value system as well. Yeah. And look, my husband didn't come with a degree in house vacuuming, but because he knew that <laughs> I needed, yeah, that I, you know, I value as well acts of service. It's, it's still part of my, my profile of the things I appreciate um, for him to do those little things. I, I really go, wow, you know, I really know that's love because he's willing to do something that, you know, he would much prefer to pay someone to do, mm-hmm. but he actually did it himself. And I really appreciate that. You know, like when we were dating, having to cross the country driving, uh, once they cross the country, for all of those people in Australia that are just going to be like, what? What on earth? That's crazy. That would be a five-hour yeah, flight. He's, he's not driving across Australia. Uh, we're in the Netherlands, so, you know, two and a half hours east to west across the country. But that was still literally in my brain going, oh, my God, he drives across the country to visit me, to, you know, be with me. And that hit my value of quality time yeah. and physical touch. Yeah. You know, the two things you can't do with text messaging or conversations on the phone. And that was a winning formula. So, you know, right, right there, I was like, wow, who's willing to do that? I'm willing to do anything as well to make this work. Cause clearly that's, that's a big jump in my direction. And, you know, and we do have some crossovers in our values, but that's not the only crossover we have. So we had to work for things. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Let's break these down into a little bit more detail so you can help to recognize what might be relevant for you. So starting with the very first one, and that is words of affirmation. And again, this is, uh, you know, the top of my um, love language or values list. And this is the, these type of people love those unsolicited compliments. So it'll just be out of nowhere. Man, you look amazing today. Oh, you did such a great job with this. Um, I really appreciate X, Y, Z, that will really, um, you know, fill their, fill their love bucket. You know, yeah. that, that analogy used earlier. Or noticing the small things, you know, like, Oh, Hey, are those new shoes? They look great. You know, being observant enough about that individual to realize that their experience in the world is going to be because people compliment them. Yeah. So, you know, you need to find ways to create genuine compliments for something you observe or see or something they've done and, you know, not dismiss the simplicity of something they've done. Make sure that it becomes important because to them it was important. And yeah. so using words that make that important. And this is where we use, you know, the, the adjectives that build things, you know, awesome, fantastic, amazing. Often people who need or, or enjoy or need that affirmation 
use big words, you yeah. know, oh, fabulous, my gosh, balls, too great, wonderful, <laughs> love that. You know, they're really often very quite, can be quite expressive yeah. um, because they love my friends laugh at me. Fancy words. Saying, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, they love big words. And so to get a compliment, big words like, oh, glowing, they love that feeling. Mm. So, you know, this is about honoring the other person. So whether or not that's your normal language, whether or not you normally have a fab, amazing balls, cool, great, amazing, beautiful, darling, <laughs> wonderful love, um, if you know that person needs that, then you need to just consider how you're going to add some of those words into your dialogue when you're having a conversation with them. doesn't mean you have to suddenly change your whole language and every day start being amazeballs. Um, but you might just need to remember that friend needs that. So up your tempo when you're with them. Exactly. And for these people, actions do not speak louder than words. And that's something that's really important. So you can spend hours uh, doing some sort of task for them that will be really beneficial to them and be very useful. However... It's not speaking their love language. Um, it might be yours, which is fantastic, but it may not be received in the way that it was intended. Um, again, for these people um, with the words of affirmation, love languages, negativity or negative words don't just roll off their back and they will really cling on to those. Um, so that's something that to tread lightly around. And especially for women to hear that they are appreciated and cherished is really important. Yeah. Um, so those are two words that will really, um, you know, hone into them that, yeah, you really are speaking their love language. And how about the scenario of um, adult-child interaction? Let's just go there. And child's done something cheeky, naughty, bit, you know, bit, bit not what you'd really want them to do. And if you come down hard and say, that was naughty, you know, and use your big tone and your strong language and your strong voice, and you notice that child crumbles and stays crumbling, crying in the corner for 20 minutes and you're like oh come on babes like seriously mommy didn't mean that like i, I you know and and, and your still... reaction may be disproportionate and, to the yeah, actual it, and you think what what on earth are they getting so worked up about i only just said blah 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 you've just nailed that that, that person is uh, an affirmation because you've just cut to the core of what they value and you've stripped them back naked and they are so saddened and ashamed and disappointed and maybe, you know, hurtful because of what you've said. It's very hard to come back from. And then we try and repair those things by maybe giving you a hug. If that child's values is physical touch in the early stages, which I believe we're all born with physical touch mm -hmm. from the infancy. We're nurtured. We're suckled on the breast. We're given cuddles, loves, kisses. I mean, I believe we've all started with physical touch and mm -hmm. anyone who's missed that has missed such a, a beautiful and valuable part of their life. And it's not too late to re repair that. You can bring that back, but this child, you know, it may not be a hug that's going to heal. You know, you might have to go and give them a little gift to say, mummy doesn't mean that. I really love what you're doing, baby. It's just that when you're doing this, it's it's not okay with us. Is that okay? You know, and really try and work back to repair that damage because it is damage. You've got to be really careful of that. So try and be mindful and not repeat that if you notice that that's the thing. But it doesn't mean, you know, spare or spoil a child, as everyone says. Just be careful of, of those kids that are the affirmation kids. Yeah, absolutely. And look, if this is not within your value system, if this is a really tricky thing for you to do for your kids or your spouse, Here's a little task to help you to make this more relevant. And it can be something as simple as setting a goal and give your partner a different compliment each day for a month. 
Um, you know, that's fantastic. Love that. Yeah. Don't tell me you're going to do it. If I'm making a surprise, <laughs> yeah. I love it even more. Yeah. If you've got a sticker chart on the fridge <laughs> and you've got yourself stickers because you gave out a compliment, I think they're going to, you know, miss. <laughs> they're going to miss the point of this one. Yeah. So it's got to be a little bit, uh, you know, um, quiet. Do it on the low down. Don't let them know that you're doing it. But send a mental checklist for yourself and dish out those compliments in a genuine and sincere way, and really work hard to try and find those reasons for doing that. So let's go on to the second thing, which is going to be um, what we call acts of service. So I mentioned this a little bit before, this is the doing something for someone, you know, without it being solicited, without them having to ask you to do it. Like if someone does, you know, asks you 10 times, put the bins out, please put the bin out. I just need, I want you to put the bin out and then you finally do it. They might feel a little bit happy about that, but because they've asked 10 times beforehand, it's more like a bloody finally about time as opposed to coming home and finding the bins already out and going, oh my gosh, they put the bin out for me. Oh, and you think it's just a bin out, but to them, the bin out is a big deal. This is actually my older sister's love language and she will quite happily ask you, oh, can you make me breakfast? Oh, can you do this? Can you do that? And, uh, for her, the best way that I can show her how much I love appreciate her is to actually go and clean a bedroom for her. Clean a bedroom. Oh my goodness. Or to um, do something that is an absolute burden to her that she doesn't have time to do. Ease the burden. Yeah, exactly. And that's what acts of service is all about. It may be something that's really uncomfortable. It might be something that will be time consuming. um, That you don't enjoy necessarily. Yeah. But that will be what really speaks to them. And this is the action speak louder than words scenario here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And this is a tricky one because a lot of us are very time poor. A lot of us don't like doing the things that we don't want to do, Mm. but if this is your partner's love language, then you've got to get right with that. Yeah. And it might be as simple as doing little things often. Uh, and it could be the things that your partners are always nagging you about. So think Mm. back to what are they always asking me? Is it always to, you know, put the bins out? Then if I can do that without asking, that in itself is an act of service. Yeah. And look, maybe it's, um, you could potentially buy your way out of this one, you know, and I say that in a a light way, because just imagine, you know, if your husband really, really doesn't like mowing the lawn and you don't want to, because either it's, you find it dangerous. It's a scenario you don't want to be dealing with machines and equipment and blades and stuff, you know, and you think it's just the too hard basket. Imagine how a conversation would feel to your husband if you said, sweetheart, I realize you really don't enjoy doing the lawns, do you? And they're like, no, damn it. I hate it. It's a bane of my existence. Wouldn't it be a great idea if we just paid someone $30 a month to come in and both of us can spend more time together? So it could be then because you know that they like time together. So for him to go mow the lawns, it's like, but he actually just wants to spend time with his kids and family. Mowing the lawn takes that away. You can still honor that thing because you've come up with a solution for that scenario and you've made that solution happen and you've just spoken the language you yeah. found a solution to a problem they don't like and that's still a love language if someone did that for me i'd be like oh fantastic thank you my god you're amazing i love that and it's about doing those things that make their life just that little bit easier. Uh, so if this is your partner's love language, a really easy way for you to try and get around this is to think back, what have they nagged you about consistently? How can you start to action some of those little things? Even write it down and maybe make a plan of how to do that over time. Because um, this is your spouse tagging that particular task as being really important to him or her. And you can't make them wrong for that. Yeah. 
Nagging is a tag. <laughs> so if they nag, it's a tag to the thing that they want you to help them do, and that's the act of service in this case. Exactly. Um, so, it's, yeah, it's really important to notice that. And then the next thing we're talking about is uh, receiving gifts. And so, look, every single culture on the planet has gift giving as an expression of love, whether it be the token gift that's given just because you, um, you know, you're a secret admirer. So it's a secret <laughs> little card, the, pa- the note passes around in classroom, or, you know, it's in more matrimonial sense. It's the ceremony of marriage and the, the hand and exchange and the, and the giving over that's, you know, in some ways a, a gift and receive. Um, it's like a child picking a flower and giving it to their mom. You know, every, child has done something just off their bat to give something because you've seen it play out in your life so every culture has this giving and receiving and for these people it can be the ones we love the the gifts they don't have to be big expensive outrageous displays of affection Mm -hmm. you know it's often it's the little things it could be like walking down the street and seeing a beautiful feather and, you know, the scenario around that feather, you, you found it on the ground, the colours were beautiful, you thought of that person straight away. And when you see them the next time, I found this and thought of you. It was the colours that made me think of you. That beautiful blue is just like your eyes. And, you know, and to the person who received gifts, that feather is going to be somewhere in the house 20 years from now. Oh, yeah, it, I'm, I'm totally melting a little bit here. That, yeah. that would be just beautiful. <laughs> Do I know? Yeah, yeah. So um, Andrea's blushing right now. <laughs> She's getting a little bit flustered because I've told her how beautiful her eyes are in a, in a roundabout way. You know, yeah. there's, a, there's an affirmation and there's also a gift in that same sentence. So that feather will, will, you know, last. Now, there's not an actual feather here, but I'm just saying that if there was a feather, that would be the thing that Andrea would have in her house gathering dust for the next 20 years. So, you know, it's about the thoughtfulness of the gift, not the cost. Yeah, exactly. Um, And if this is your partner's love language, just putting the money and not the thought into it is almost offensive. So if you, you know, were to hire a buyer to go out and do all this stuff for you, it may not be received in the way that you intended because there's that expectation that you're actually thinking about them in that process, that you've been listening to them over the past, you know, month or year, taking the cues as to what they're valuing. And, you know, people whose love language is receiving gifts will drop hints left, right and center. So being tuned in enough to pick up on those cues and honor that, that is what they will really appreciate. So it's not as simple as going out and buying a big garish bunch of flowers just because it was the biggest, most expensive one there that will not have the same uh, reception as a beautiful flower that you know that they love that maybe you've picked from the side of the road because you've seen that and you've exchanged that to them with with that intent yeah and absolutely i mean how on earth can you keep you know track of you know these these hints and drops and so i you know if that's your partner's love language and you recognize that they love gifts one of the great things to do is what we call keep a gift idea notebook so every time you hear your partner say oh my gosh i really like that or gosh isn't that beautiful oh, i love that oh i really would love to have one of those i'd love to see this um oh wouldn't it be great if we could do that they're, they're dropping hints there so keep yourself a little notebook back in your diary i mean it could just be the note in your in your phone and just drop that in there so that when you're thinking about your partner you think oh god what does she need what does she like what does she want or what does he need what does he like what does he want you've got yourself a little tally a little list of things 
And the fact that you remember that conversation, it'll drop your memory back to that point. Oh, and when this gift's given, I remember that time you told me blah, 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 blah. You know, I, I, how could I forget that I've got this for you? And that is just like, what? But I said that six months ago. You know, it doesn't matter how you remember, whether you keep a reminder for yourself with this little gift-giving notebook, but the fact that you've given that reminder to yourself, is, is that's everything right there. And a little hint there, if your partner's love language is maybe receiving gifts in quality time as well, then honouring both of those in an exchange of, for example, their Christmas present might be a weekend away for the both of you. You know, uninterrupted quality time. So you're gifting that to them. That's pretty cool. That's very cool. Or the, the, dinner, the dinner date, yeah. you know, the unsolicited dinner date. Um, it's a gift. I'd love to take you out to dinner. You know, yeah. that still comes across as a gift and it's the quality time that's thrown in there as well. Um, so that's absolutely, you know, so special. So you're ticking both of those boxes in one go. Yeah, so taking the time to the gift makes them feel appreciated so for those people don't forget little gifts often unsolicited the just because gives you're a winner with those ones and that is how you can speak their language oh absolutely now the next one is quality time this for me is a really tricky one um and you know partners in the past this has been their love language and this has been the thing that i've found most difficult to honor with them because in my life i the thing that i'm most poor with is time so I'm always in my head. I'm always thinking about, you know, what, what our next recording episode is, what's happening in the practice with my patients, you know, all of those sorts of things. And spending that uninterrupted quality time with someone is the hardest thing for me to do. So if anyone else is like me in that sense, um, anyone who really values quality time will just like to spend time with that person connecting. So you cannot be on your phone. You can't be on Facebook. You can't be on social media. You can't be texting under the table while you're at dinner. It's that connection that they want, not just to be wasting time with you. And a lot of people think quality time means you have to have hours or, you know, you need a whole weekend or whatever. Um, just remember quality time could be something as simple as, let's just put this scenario there. Um, I'll put this in the man's shoes for now so that you can honor a woman and, and it really helps you understand where this woman's coming from. Sitting on the couch, watching TV, wife comes home, you know, she values quality time and you put, as soon as she walks in the door and you realize she's home, put your sports channel on mute mm -hmm. and just see what happens. Now, if she wants to come and interact with you, she'll come up and say, oh, hi, darling, start the conversation. If that happens, TV off. Give yourself 10, 15 minutes, let her talk. Look at her directly. Listen to her directly. And soon enough, most women will talk and talk and talk, and then we're done. And you can go back to your footy watching. But that 10, 15 to 20 minutes you've just dedicated to that woman feels like two hours. Especially if you make eye contact, you don't interrupt, they will talk themselves out sooner than you know. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, that's a girl thing, but don't worry. So, you know, it's just these little things because quality time doesn't have to be huge. It can be just simply a catch up at a cafe because, you know, and you, and you literally say, you know, so yeah, I've got an hour. I'd love to give you that hour. Where can we meet up? You know, what time? I've got 12 o'clock to one. Can you be there? Um, even though it's within your parameters, if that person really values quality time, You've already told them you're making time for them. That's really special. You're like, you'll probably, that person will probably do everything they can to be there because they want to be there because they want that quality time with you. Um, and even though it's your busy day and, you know, it's still, yeah, lunch break maybe to you, to them, it's like you've given them the lunch break and that's really special. 
And so if you also struggle with this, like I do, here's a little hint. Um, so you could ask your partner the maybe the top five activities they'd really like to do with you and then try and make plans over the next you know week or months to to action some of those and every day at least once a day if you can take a few moments just to connect with them to make eye contact to allow them to feel heard and feel like they're connecting without the interruption of the phone the tv the computer or anything else yeah now this being one of your biggest love languages ash would you agree with that 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 would 100 yeah, because i perfect. think if you have time to eat breakfast or eat dinner then you have time to connect with me like yep. that's i just put it on the same plane as essential needs you know if you can have the time to feed yourself then you have time to give me time to love me just as i need to be um so you know my husband knows that very much we spend a lot of time together you know we, we move to a part of the world where we don't have friends and family so it's not a default situation that we're just like oh we've got no one else so we're just hanging out together it's because we chose a place where we could just be ourselves together do our things together we do our sports training together now to people who are not quality time based that sounds like a bloody nightmare. You know, like, oh my God, I get out of the house and go to the gym just so I don't have to spend time with my partner. And that's healthy and that's okay. But to me, I'm like, no, oh, come on, we're going together. Like, I see that as a thing we do together. So for me, yeah, it's, it's very hard to have too much quality time. Um, so if anything, I have to honor my husband's needs, which might be at times some individual time. So if he just wants to go and do his own thing, I don't make demands and stop my feet and say, I want to go and do this. I have to sort of step back and go, okay, I've had my share of quality time this morning. We've done a few things together. If he wants to go and tinker or do his own thing or fill around the garage or whatever, um, that's his need right now. So let him do that without being demanding essentially don't don't put the princess cap on and just you know oh but i still want to do this and i still want to do that just you know this is this whole thing about five languages is honoring each other mm-hmm. you're going to have to give a little and receive some too you can't be all about you just because you now know what your love language is um great great i know what mine is so he's going to have to serve me he needs to give me what i need more of um you have to listen and you have to give back too And just finally, if your love language is maybe the last one, which is physical touch, this is just as it sounds. And this doesn't necessarily just mean intimacy. It means that connection with maybe a hug, um, a a touch, a handhold, that sort of thing. That is how you can make your partner feel most loved by you. And this might also mean public displays of affection as well, which may make some people really uncomfortable. (laughs) So yeah, if if you don't like holding hands in public, you're going to have to get used to that if you want to be with the person you love and care about and their language is physical touch and it may just actually have to be a conversation that you have if you're starting to notice that yes your partner's love language is physical touch yours is absolutely not you feel uncomfortable with those public displays of affection then try and set your boundaries while you're out in public so that they feel loved but you are still comfortable because there's that that compromise that might work really well Absolutely. Look, I think this is a really simple one because people who are physical touch based, it sounds so funny in this digital age, but even sending little emojis with little hearts and kisses and the little, you know, smiley face, the blow heart, blow kiss and stuff like that, that still is 
in terms for someone who is physical touch, that's affection. That's almost like direct at you, like kissed right on the lips when you, you, you know, <laughs> I never thought of it like that. But yeah. It is. It, whereas if you send very flat text messages to someone who is physical touch based mm-hmm. and you don't add the kisses and the hugs and the hearts and the, the lips and the, all of those things, um, you're actually missing their need, mm. even though it's social media, even though it's a digital version, it's still a connect point and someone who's, and this is very much me, when I receive flat messages without a, a, a love, a hugs, a, and anything on the end of it, I'm kind of going, oh, that's awkward. That's very, okay, I'm not really that connected with that person. It's still really flat. But people start to know me quickly and they'll always throw a kiss on the end of their, their message because they will get one much sooner. And then all of a sudden, if they recognize my love language, which is definitely physical touch, they'll eventually start throwing little kiss kisses on the back of their, their messages. Isn't that funny? Because text certainly has no tone until yeah. you add emojis. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just remember, sometimes it's not the actual tactile touch. It's actually the touch you're making through a connection. And that can be also in your emails or in your text messages or things like that, where you do have some affection thrown in that, that, that message. Mm. And very quickly, you'll have a very... Um, strong bond with that person because it could also be on a professional level if that person and this is always a fine line we're talking you to because a lot of women listening are professionals they do work in industries where there's this borderline of friendship and professionalism Mm -hmm. bordered in together and you've got to kind of tread this fine line between the two Um, if you are getting emails repeatedly and the person signs off with an XX on the end or repeatedly throws, you know, some sort of affectionate thing on the, you know, um, big hugs, babes, bye, um, you might want to just come halfway and just, just have, you know, your own little X on the end or something. You don't have to put big displays of affection, but you will, you'll create a much more intimate bond. Even on a professional level, your trust levels increase because you're speaking their language. Yeah. Does that make sense? Exactly. And here's a little uh, cheat sheet for anybody um, who is with their partner, especially when they're out in public. If their love language is physical touch, just simply let your knee or your foot drift over to their side of the table and just, you know, let that connect for the rest of the meal. And that will be what gives them, you know, those those warm fuzzies. Yeah. And um, so you're not breaching your, your boundary, which, you know, no one else can really see that, but that person can feel that. They've yeah. got that. And so to, to cap this off, I know we've said it a few times, but this is truly how you are going to have the most effective communication in your relationships by acknowledging and having the respect for your partner, for your children or for your friends to be able to communicate with them in their value system and in their language to have the best relationships that we can. And that is one of the most powerful things for our health is to have those loving, connecting relationships. And look, if you learn to speak your partner's primary love language, they will feel loved. They will feel honored and accepted and cherished and valued. And you will have the strongest and most successful marriages and relationships. And you'll know exactly what you need to do. Just simply top, top up their love bucket, you know, when they're a bit down, when they're a little bit off center, because we're not meant to be hundred percent happy hundred percent of the time. This is life. We go up and down, we all around, but it's the people in our life that help us come up and down. You know, if your partner sees you're a bit down and they can top up your love bucket by doing some small token of whatever it is, that shift in energy can be so profound. You can get someone out of their depression or, or unhappiness just simply by by speaking their language. That's it. it. And look, it sounds so simple. It, it really can be. So we need to give you some resources. We need to send you in the right direction to figure this stuff out for yourself. Because now that you've heard all these things, you're probably thinking, well, um, how do I find out? I want to know more. Can I do some more? Is there anywhere else I can learn about this? Um, the best place to go is the what they call the Five Love Languages website. It's www 
dot five lovelanguages.com and the five is actually the number five so the the numeric five five lovelanguages.com and on this you can get a free profile test look there's no catches to this it's just simply a way for them to gain access to your data of course um, and they're going to send you some free stuff and you can opt out whenever you like but it's certainly really interesting to do this profile test um, adults can do it children can do it you can be single you can be in a relationship because they've got obviously different parameters by which they scope out the right questionnaire for you which is really cool because it kind of sets the tone for where you are right now and it gives a whole bunch of different scenarios and you choose which one you respond best to and so it frames it in a really nice way to really help weed out what is the most appropriate one for you and it's fairly accurate oh it's got my one right you know it's so we all have certain ways we respond to situations so it's a situational questionnaire and all of a sudden you're like oh actually i do do that don't know oh i do like that or that is for me so um you know go there do the questionnaire i would love to know what your profile comes up as we're gonna throw on ours we'll we'll give you ours and i'd love you to just drop onto our facebook page um www.facebook.com forward slash the wellness women and go on there and tell us what your love language is because we will give you lots of tips and tricks to help you get more of what you need but also maybe if you've done this with your partner drop theirs in there too so we can help you find ways to make their love and love experience better because you honor that really well um if you want to know more there's also a resources section on the five love languages website and you go to the top right side where the the bar is it has resources click on that go down the bar and it's something called free study guides and within that there's how to talk to your adult you know um uh, child there's even just things like you know how to talk to your children your partner um, your wife so it's from man woman mother father child daughter it comes from all angles it's really clever stuff so uh, please go on there get some free study guides and have a little read learn more about this and until then uh, go figure out what your love languages are and again we'd love to hear all about it let's see how many of us are actually you know physical touch for example um, and we'll be back here on the wellness couch next Tuesday until then, be well. We hope you enjoyed this Wellness Catch podcast brought to you by Audible. Do you find that you just don't have time to read all the awesome books that you hear mentioned on the Wellness Couch? Well, Audible might just have the answer. Audible is offering the Wellness Couch listeners a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. You can get books like Eat Right for Your Blood Type, Why We Get Fat by Gary Torbs, Paleo Diet for Athletes, or even The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. So to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash the wellness couch again that's audibletrial.com forward slash the wellness couch for your free audiobook this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash the wellness couch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter the wellness couch streaming wellness into your lives Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.